Hey there. Welcome back to Legal Mumbo Jumbo with Houston divorce and family law attorney Ashley Nicole Green. This is a 10 to 15 minute session where she will discuss frequently asked questions and or provide you with some good old information on how to navigate through those areas. So let's get started with some Legal Mumbo Jumbo. Hey guys, welcome back to season two, episode number 24 of Legal Mumbo Jumbo. My name is Ashley Nicole Green. I'm a Houston family law and divorce attorney here in the Houston and surrounding areas. And today's topic is about co-parenting. <laughs> um, you probably say, I can probably give you a hundred reasons why I actually came up with this topic and everything that you're thinking about is the reason why I came up with this topic. So I'm not going to dive into it. Um, you probably know why. I mean, this is the family law world. I want people to co-parent. It's important to co-parent, and I'm going to talk about the importance of that. So if you haven't already, grab your sheet of paper and something to write with. We're going to go ahead and jump right in, and we're going to start off by discussing, actually, um, a particular tool, um, or tools, I should say, plural, that I think um, are very, very helpful when you're trying to co-parent with the other parent, and it allows for you to be held accountable um, for your words and actions as well as the other parent as well. So let's go ahead and jump right in. So the tool that I or tools that I had mentioned, um, it's really tool, but there's multiple versions um, of it that you can use is a co-parenting communication app. And this, um, there's three different ones currently on the market right now that we use a lot here in the Harris um, and surrounding areas is Our Family Wizard, Talking Parents, and App Close. And all three um, are co-parenting sites. There are some that have their advantages um, to using, and some of them are free. Um, a few of them are free. Other ones have a, a charge. And also, um, there are different features that each of them have that may be different from the other. So check them out. I'm going to include the information in the show notes for each individual one, because I think you know, it'll be easy for you to be able to find them. Again, though, our family wizard talking parents and app close. And you download these apps to be able to communicate with the other parent, all of your communication is documented. um, And it allows for you to be able to use it in the future in in the event that there's a court situation that comes up, maybe someone said, um, you didn't inform them of something and you have that paper trail. It also holds both parties accountable, which is why I love it, right? Um, if you say you're going to, you know, swap a weekend um, and there's a time and date for drop off and pick up, it holds you accountable. It allows you to go back to it. You don't have to worry about saving text messages, worrying about, you know, screenshotting those, making sure the phone number showing, making sure the date showing. You don't have to worry about if you have screenshots saved and you lose your phone and you break your phone, you lost them forever, you can't utilize them in court, these particular apps will save that information for you um, in different ways based off of the features that they provide. So check it out. They also have features that allow for you to um, utilize the calendar feature to be able to maybe put on there when there's going to be a particular you know, event at the school or a recital or a competition. And it allows for each, each parent to have access to that. And y'all can put different stuff on there. So that way um, everyone has the same calendar to look at because you're no longer in the same household together. So your family counter has now became virtual, which is amazing. And it has different features as well for 
calling the other parent for electronic communication. Um, it has the reimbursement for cash. Um, I'm sorry for uninsured medical costs. So co-pays, if you need to split those 50, 50 allows for you to upload those receipts to that. So that other party knows how much their portion is, um, allows you to keep track of when that was paid, wasn't paid, all that good stuff. It's amazing. And it will save you a lot of money whenever you have um, a family law case and your attorney's trying to gather evidence. Um, it will help in having it in one place where you can download it versus having to screenshot it. Your attorney's having to make sure it's organized, authenticating it, all that stuff. Um, it can be a headache, but it can be done, but it can be a headache. So the reason why I love this co-parent, the, the option of parents using a co-parenting app for communication is because it keeps the children out of the middle. Um, you don't have to worry about saying, you know, hey, Sally, tell your dad that you're going to have a recital next week for ballet, right? You put it on the calendar. You be the adult. You keep your child out of it. Um, you don't have to worry about ad exchanges, right? For, um, you know, a particular conversation to come up, maybe something happened and you want to document it, but you don't want to do it in front of your child. It keeps the child out because you just send a message through the app. Let's say that, um, you know, the child tells you something and you want to make sure that you let the other parent know about it, right? Maybe something at school happened and they're really upset and they're going to have a weekend visit with the other parent and they're maybe not in the best mood. You're not having that conversation in front of your child. You're putting it in the app. It's documented, it's stored, and it doesn't require you to use your child as a messenger, um, which is very important. And I am a very big advocate of that. Um, children are already experiencing a lot by being in two separate households and adding stress to them to communicate adult issues is just not fair to them and it's not acceptable. So utilize the app so you don't have to do that. Speaking of apps, the second point I want to make is it's important when you're co-parenting with the other parent not to just hold them accountable, not to just, you know, document everything um, in one place, but to set boundaries and have a set of boundaries that you and the other parent agree to regarding your child. Because your children, um, you know, may, and you may have experienced this already if you have um, a two-parent um, household, is that or you're, you're raising children in a two-parent household, is that they know how to manipulate sometimes, right? Or they know how to get away with certain things at one parent's house and not the other. And so it's important to set those boundaries. And one of the ways that I um, encourage my clients to set boundaries, especially in the world that we're in now with technology, right? The beauty of it, but also the vein of my existence sometimes, um, is that children have too much at their fingertips, right, on these phones. And I feel like, you know, the <laughs> the younger children are, I mean, children, not the younger, but children are getting phones younger and younger each year, right? I mean, I remember getting my first phone, I was like in high school, you know, and it was like, I was like in 10th grade or something. And it was literally one of those phones where it had like 25 minutes a month. And it was just to be able to say, hey, come pick me up. I'm out of practice hang up. That's it. Right. It was literally used for that purpose. Um, and nothing else, you know, if I wanted to talk to my friends or I wanted to do anything, I had to use the house phone or use the house computer. But nowadays that's not the case. And we see children younger and younger 
getting phones. And so I love apps that allow for parents to monitor (laughs) their children's access on these devices. Um, And there are a variety of different ones. You can Google them, um, but just a few just to throw them out there. Life360 is a very popular one that I see a lot. Um, Fami uh, Safe, so F-A-M-I Safe is another. Um, Kids Guard Pro is another one that I see, but you can Google. There's a different alternatives out there, but it's important that both parents have access to that app and with those parental controls to set those boundaries, to let your children know, hey, those type of things that, you know, you aren't able to do at mom's house or at dad's house, you're not going to be able to do here either because we both have access to this app and we both know what you're able to access and not access. And being on the same page, um, it will make sure that your child grows up and knowing that manipulation is not going to be the key to success when you and the other parent are on the same page. The other thing to do, the third thing that I want to talk about um, doing whenever you have, um, you know, two parent households in trying to effectively co-parent is making sure that you take your court order to the school or to the child center or the camp or wherever your child's going to ensure that the officials there know that there's another parent involved. There's another parent that has the right to have access to information, has the right to be contacted and notified of things. Um, And it it allows for the school to know that there are certain, you know, times that parents are supposed to have the children not have. And it, it, I don't want to say all the time um, diffuses, but it eliminates and can diffuse any confusion with the schools or these different camps or um, daycares about what a parent's access and rights to information include. Um, And then making sure that, you know, if there's an event that you're inviting the other parent, and if you are invited, go as a co, you know, to effectively co-parent, go to the event, sit next to the other parent, maybe not directly next to them, but sit in the same vicinity so your child can see they look out in the wit you know at the in the audience and they see both of their parents there and maybe you you know don't sit directly next to them like i mentioned but they see that you're behind them you're in the same vicinity that does something for kids and i can tell you because i used to be that kid and it was very 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 special when i would look in you know the stands and i would see my parents or my family you know rather come to events that i had it meant so much to me and it boosted me and made me perform better. I felt like at times made me go out there and kind of show out a little bit because I had my family in the stands. So do those things, please show up, show even that you can be cordial. You know, the whole idea of one parent sitting on one side of the bleachers, the other parent sitting on the other, it, it it's, it's not as productive as you would hope for it to be the fact that you are there. Sometimes it's better for your kids to not even see that because it hurts them more um, to look out and say, man, dad's all the way over there. Mom's all the way over here. And then the worst part is you come out, they come out of the locker room and, you know, one parent is, you know, giving the other parent bad looks or standing on the whole opposite end and no one's engaging. And, it's just awkward. Like that's just awkward. So don't do that, please. Go to these functions for the sake of your child. Just act like you get along. Put on a little face, 
mask if you need to to get through it, but just make sure that you are showing your child that they are important to you and that you can co-parent. The other thing is to do is is to have an effective co-parenting relationship is to be flexible and understanding with the other parent. And I'm going to give an example of the one thing that I see that comes up a lot, which is when the other parent moves on and they're getting married and maybe their wedding is not on the date that they're supposed to have visitation. And the other parent says, well, it's my day and you're not going. That's not effective. They tell the child that, right? That's not effective co-parenting. You know, um, it's not fair to your child not to be part of that big moment in their other parent's life because the reality is is that there's about to be a blended family and they need to be part of that. And maybe, you know, y'all, you and the other parent are on good terms where you can go to the wedding, but you can still support it by just saying, yeah, it's fine. We can swap weekends. Or yeah, you know what? It's fine. Let them go. We had something planned. I'll just pick them up a little bit later before our event happens. But communicate about those things. Be flexible when you need to be. And there are going to be times where you can't be as flexible and that's okay. But big events like that, be flexible. The other thing I see a lot is funerals. And that and it hurts me whenever parents don't allow their child to go to the other parent's family's funeral because it's not their weekend. It's not fair to that child that that child didn't get to engage in, you know, a life celebration of that family member, especially if it's someone that they knew. And all because it's not that parent's weekend, don't be like that. Be flexible when you need to be. There are times where you need to be firm, be firm, but be flexible at most, you know, important times and life changing events as you can. And the other thing I want to encourage is being a good co parenter is to not make disparaging remarks about the other parent around the child and the hearing of the child or allowing a significant other or family member to do that. It's damaging, it's not healthy for the child, and it doesn't establish a good co-parenting relationship between you and the other parent. Because the reality is, is that at some point, that child is going to tell the other parent that you've spoken bad about them or that you've allowed your new significant other to speak bad about them. And it's not good. So just don't do that. Um, as you guys know, the mission of you know my office um, or I, well, it is a mission, but really the focus of our office and it's in our slogan um, is that children are at the center of every decision. And, and I really strive to engrave that into my client's mind. Um, And I think a lot of times people hire my office because that is a focus of mine, because my goal is, whether it's emotionally or financially, is to make sure that you're focused on the best interest of your child. If you want to take your case all the way to trial and spend your child's college savings fund on attorney fees, then by all means, do what you got to do. But at the end of the day, I want you to try to see how that's not financially the most smartest thing to do. Now, there are times where you have to do it and you got to buckle up and do it, but it's not always the case. Sometimes you can compromise and meet in the middle and focus on the best interests of your child and know that even though it's hard for you to do that, it's for their best interest and that's all that matters. So with that being said, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. 
Um, and uh, hopefully you share this information with individuals who have children um, that have to co-parent, whether they went through a divorce or just a, you know, um, a separation of a relationship. These are important little tidbits for them to know about. If you would like more information on how to um, effectively co-parent, feel free to chat with me. We also offer different coaching options with my office as well. So we can chat about that. I'll include all that information in the show notes. And until next time, take care. Bye for now.